Hello, I'm Tony Davitt and you're very welcome along to the fourth episode of The Bridge, a Cisco and Exertus podcast. I'm the head of technical strategy for Cisco Ireland and Scotland and I'll be your host for these podcasts. Over the course of this series, we've been exploring a variety of teams that represent some of our key strategic pillars and we've examined how these impact our customers and the wider business world. You'll hear from a wide range of guests who will share their expert knowledge and their insights as to how technology represents a bridge to the future of business and beyond. Each month, we host a panel discussion on the topic in hand, and then we also wrap up with a final segment, Technology Bites, featuring another guest who can offer deeper technical analysis for us on the challenges and innovations that our team represents. In previous podcasts, we've discussed areas such as end-to-end security and the future of work. But in today's episode, we're looking at arguably one of the most important areas for our customers and Cisco, which is secure agile networks. It's an area that is critical to almost, if not all, businesses. How can companies deploy, manage and adapt their networks to meet their business needs in a secure, reliable and automated fashion? So it gives me great pleasure to introduce you today to my two guests who will help me answer some of these questions. First up is Todd Nightingale, Executive Vice President and General Manager for Cisco's Enterprise Networking and Cloud Global Business. Also joining me in a few moments' time is Sven Spollen Behrens, who is the director of the Small Firms Association of Ireland. Todd, welcome to the podcast. Really appreciate you taking the time to join us here today. And to get us started for our listeners that may not be fully familiar with our proposition around secure agile networks, can you just maybe take a few moments to say hello first and then explain what we mean by secure agile networks? Uh, sure. Great. Hey, Tony. I'm uh, super glad to be here. And uh, I love... Uh, I love the idea of this bridge podcast. It's amazing. Um, yeah, secure. I, I guess I'm Todd Nightingale. I look after the enterprise networking cloud group at business uh, at Cisco. Um, yeah, it's a great question. Secure agile networks. Uh, when Cisco um, really tried to articulate, when we tried to articulate our strategy a couple of years ago with Chuck and the, and the senior leadership team, um, well, we went to great lengths to try to articulate not just areas of our business like networking, but what our value proposition is. And Cisco's long been known for delivering the most secure, most mission critical, most powerful, most agile uh, networking equipment in the world. And it's important to all of our customers that we continue to fulfill that promise, uh, continue to deliver the kind of connectivity, the kind of infrastructure um, that the world needs, especially now. And that is the, the premise of the Secure Agile Network uh, strategic pillar at Cisco. And largely, it is, in fact, uh, what my team uh, tends to focus on most of the time. So uh, it's exciting. I'm super excited to be here to, today to talk about it. If you look at the market, we obviously we have competitors and they'd probably say they can produce these same, same things as we do. So what makes Cisco uniquely positioned to deliver this to our customers? Well, that's kind of an easy question for, I guess, for me. I, I hope when you talk to my peers um, that, uh, they, that that question is, I'm sure it's more a little more difficult. I mean, look, this is, this is a this strategic pillar for Cisco is about our core business. It's our birthright. Um, Cisco has been delivering the most powerful, most mission-critical networking in the world for 30 years. Um, Cisco has built the protocols and the technology and the innovation upon which the internet is built, upon which schools and governments uh, and, and businesses around the world um, 
communicate. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Um, but I mean, to your point specifically on, on the, um, uh, on the competitive nature of it, it is competitive. It should be, this is a incredibly, incredibly attractive, uh, business, incredibly attractive, um, way to engage with customers. Everyone I think really wants, there's many of our, many of our competition want to be in, in this business uh, and compete with us. And that's good. I mean, it's good to have a competitive landscape, um, but no one cares for customers more than Cisco. And that is who we are. It's, it's fundamental to what we do. Uh, Cisco is a company that will, um, that, that sells the most mission critical, most dependable um, networking equipment in the world. And, but more importantly, Cisco is the company that I think the market knows will be with you until it, until it works for you, until that outcome is desired, until you have a, a secure agile network you can depend on. And, uh, I could talk, I could talk to differentiation in different security components and management platforms, and cloud on ramp all day long, but the differentiation that's core to Cisco is customer care for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Customer first. Um, one thing that I would say in terms of um, being able to, from a technology perspective, I suppose, is having the all the infrastructure right away from the data center right out to where the actual users sit as well, which most people don't have. But one thing that strikes me um, from your uh, own personal perspective in terms of uh, your job, you need to bring together you know, the DC business unit, the WAN business unit, the LAN, and on the security across that. And so we're really interested in how, we are, how we're managing to do that to make sure all those different products um, come together as a solution, as an architecture um, for our customers. Sure. Look, I, I, like I think you said it, like one of the benefits uh, of Cisco, one of our competitive advantages is the breadth of our portfolio. Um, and look, we, we, we think really hard about that. I, I look at just from a networking point of view, we've got, you know, campus networking, branch teleworker networking, all the way to the smallest offices, the, the, the micro office, the home uh, especially with our like Meraki portfolio, you've got campus networking up to the largest campuses in the world. I assure you, they run Cisco networks, um, cloud networking and data center networking, network orchestration for the cloud and in, um, you know, uh, cloud scale data centers like AWS and Azure, um, infrastructure like UCS security that, that runs on top of this. IOT deployments, both IOT networking and IOT for the office, like cameras and sensors. Um, our security portfolio, our collaboration portfolio, our full stack observability portfolio, all of this um, designed for enterprises to have the most complete solution possible. Um, that's incredibly powerful, but I, I, I just want us to be like 100% uh, transparent. Like if we're not careful, the breadth of our portfolio could slow us down. It, can, it could actually, it is possible for it to be a weakness and not a strength. And it's something across Cisco we focus on enormously. The, the breadth of our portfolio has to be a strength. It's, it, it's why our core go-to-market function is, with, is direct you know, uh, to, to the market um, with sort of one account team, whether it's from a partner or from a, a, a Cisco sales rep, one account team that carries the whole portfolio. It's why we work so much on integrating these products. Um, and I'll tell you, I think it's an area where we can continue to do work to integrate these solutions more deeply, more tightly, and 
uh, and deliver a unified experience. It's why on my team right now, uh, one of the top priorities is the evolution of our platform suite. And um, look, I, I'd love to talk more about that, but like basically the idea of the platform suite is all of the infrastructure from Cisco is, is now either already or in the process of being managed by these, by these automation platforms. And these platforms, mostly cloud platforms, but on-prem platforms as well, are being linked into a single suite with you know, a common user experience. And the more tightly we link them together, uh, the better that user experience is, the easier it will be for us to bring this technology to the market. At the end of the day, most importantly, the, easy, the easier it's gonna be for our customers to consume it. And, and that's one of the things that makes technology agile, right? Making it easy to consume. Well, that leads me actually nicely onto my next question, actually, Todd. Um, I've heard you talk in the past uh, about simplicity. Um, I, I've used the made-up word, although I can't claim to have come up with it, of simplexity, bringing you know, simple and, co and complex together into one word. And what I mean by it is taking the complex and, and presenting it in a simple way. Um, and that's the way I think what we've done with secure agile networks. So maybe could you elaborate maybe for us about what we're actually doing and maybe what we're doing in the future around simplifying the management, deployment, and the security of networks? Uh, sure. Simplexity is super interesting word, Tony. Uh, way to go. I, I, I have never heard that before. I, um, I don't know how I feel about it. I, <laughs> I, I, do, I do love um, the challenge and, and, and the real like power of taking something that is sophisticated um, and making it incredibly simple for customers, for users. Um, and I believe it is just an incredibly important endeavor that we all have to kind of focus on. The, the, there, is, there are kinds of technology, some of the most sophisticated, most powerful uh, technology in the world and technology that we uh, deliver that practically disappears if it is developed correctly. Uh, and that is like, that's an incredibly powerful uh, statement, but some of the best technology is self-driving. It um, improves the performance. It configures a system automatically. It handles an outage, whatever it is, without a, without any type of user interaction. And that that is the simplest solution. We talk a lot on my team about uh, this idea that instead of managing individual components of a network, instead of managing routing or switching or cloud networking or uh, or Wi-Fi, you should be able to manage your entire network as a single entity, not individual systems, but one thing. And I think that, that that's certainly powerful, and that's certainly within our reach. I mean, we already have systems that are 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 uh, working primarily that way, and more and more, it's it's a reality. But I think the at the end of the day, uh, it's an evolution because how simple it is to manage that network uh, is so important. How much knowledge do I need as someone who's going to set up and monitor and manage that network um, is a critical factor. And the less knowledge I need, the less training I need, the more agile our systems are going to be and, and the less error prone. And, and we say this on my uh, design reviews all the time, like no one reads a manual to learn how to, how to operate a light switch. That for years, that was very advanced technology, but no one takes a training class on how to use one. It is so intuitive, it just works. And that should be our true north. Um, and I, I, I believe deeply in that. Um, I think we've seen the Meraki uh, platform uh, 
lead the industry in delivering simple, powerful infrastructure and networking. And we're starting to see it around, I think, all of Cisco. Amazing uh, progress, especially look at looking at Cloud Hub, SecureX, looking at Nexus Dashboard and the bringing together of those platforms, the evolution of DNA Center over time, and Intersight, a homegrown platform that is incredibly, incredibly powerful and simple. Um, I think there's momentum building in this area, and I'm super excited about it for sure. And we had a previous podcast based solely on security. Um, so out of secure agile networks, I'd really like to zone in on the agile piece for a minute. Um, wh- why is agility important for networks? And, and what's the really mean from a customer's business perspective as well, Todd? I think agile might be the most important, the most important attribute of IT. I think the the pandemic has shown us that like the real utility of this type of IT infrastructure isn't in how powerful it was or how cost effective it is. And those are important. But the most important part is how agile they are. How fast can you transform your infrastructure to support remote work or hybrid work? How fast can you transform your infrastructure to support a new way of operating or engaging your customers or engaging your guests or your, or your patients uh, or your students? It's agility that matters. And the way you drive that is by radically simplifying the way our technology is accessed to focus deeply on providing insights instead of logs and analytics um, and really driving true automation instead of endless, you know, CLI configuration. Um, And I think we've had a, just a tutorial over the last two years about how important agility is. And that's why I'm so passionate about the fact that it's kind of the core part of our pillar. And this is networking at Cisco. We call secure Agile networking. Agility is so important. And this concept of bringing together insights and automation and really driving agility for our um, for our customers, for the users of our products. I, I can't think of something more important in the industry right now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think it's as you said already yourself, it's it's really proven itself over especially over the last couple of years and what's gone on on a global basis. So um but enough said about that part anyway. So uh, you know what I think this is the perfect time to bring Sven into the conversation as well. Sven, you're very welcome to the podcast and re- thank you again for taking the time to join us. And uh, Sven, you might maybe take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, Small Firms Association uh, for our listeners. Well, thank you so much for, for having me, Tony. Yeah, to, to set the scene, there are 270,000 businesses in Ireland and uh, 98% have less than 50 employees. And those small businesses employ half of the private sector workforce. And you can find them in every city, in every town, in every village in our country, across every sector. And us, the Small Firm Association, is their representative body and we give them this voice. And what we do is we do three main things and we do them really well. Um, We give HR and business advice. So our HR hotlines answering questions around uh, the future of work at the moment, uh, hybrid and remote working, answering questions around right to disconnect, new legislation coming through in this space. Uh, The second thing we do is we connect the dots. We connect small businesses uh, with each other in a really vibrant ecosystem, but we also connect them with larger businesses. And we do this either virtually using some of the great technology that is there, 
um, great uh, networking platforms, online networking platforms. But also, thankfully, we're going back to real life events. And uh, we have, for instance, the National Small Business Awards Program. We have an event called uh, Business Connect, where we connect small businesses physically with larger companies. And I believe Cisco is going to be um, at the event. Uh, and the last thing that we do, this, the third thing that we do is we lobby government. And uh, because of uh, what we hear through our hotlines, through our interaction with small businesses, we really know what they feel and what they need and help government to make Ireland a really small business-friendly country. Thanks, Fran. Uh, Todd, we had a good talk about Secure Agile Networks there a few moments ago, but surely it's only really only relevant to enterprise customers, you know, the large multinationals with thousands of employees. Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I think it's very clear that's not true. Um, we're seeing businesses big and small be just dependent on real mission critical, mission critical connectivity and Sven and, and small firms association and, and, and groups like that, I, I think they know very well that small firms face the same challenges and the and, and have so many of the same needs from technology as, as the largest firms in the world. Um, and, and at Cisco, we're hyper aware of that. I mean, it's why agility and simplicity are so top of mind for us. It's so that we can democratize powerful technology and put it in the hands of every user of every customer, big and small, because at the end of the day, um, that coffee shop around the corner competes with Starbucks and they need to have access to the same, uh, the same automation, the same technology. Uh, and, and we're really committed to delivering that. And I think simplicity and agility are the key. That's how we deliver power, intelligent, flexible technology to small businesses around the world. Couldn't agree more. I think if it was in a court of law, I might have been accused of answer, uh, asking a leading question there. Um, but uh, lucky we're not. Um, Sven, you you have over 9,000 members in the Small Firms Association in Ireland. Uh, can you share with us what you're hearing from your members about the biggest challenges that they're facing? Certainly. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to say that uh, our most recent um, membership uh, business sentiment survey has shown that uh, most of the small businesses in Ireland are more optimistic about the future as we emerge from the pandemic. The majority are investing in their businesses, uh, are recruiting and investing in their people. Uh, but uh, as they say, every silver lining has a cloud. Uh, main challenges are attracting and retaining people. Uh, call it here um, in Ireland, the great resignation. So it's very difficult for, for some businesses, for many businesses, to find people. Uh, and if they have people, uh, they, they, they might uh, threaten leaving them. Then cost of doing business um, is, is a key issue uh, with uh, uh, Brexit, supply chain challenges, uh, increased costs uh, and shortages just because of COVID. Then um, the green economy, if you want to call it that, and the journey to net zero is is a challenge that uh, small businesses are looking at. And then uh, digital transformation. And for many small businesses, it's all about the reduction of complexity and they don't know where to begin their journey. And we had a podcast uh, recently, or shall I say a webinar uh, with your colleagues in Cisco, and uh, they talked about the seven steps to success for SMEs when it comes to their digital journey. And uh, if you look at uh, the seven steps, uh, the developing of the three-year roadmap, the uh, 
prioritization process, uh, the evaluation and right-sizing of technology, the investment that's required, investment in talent, uh, and finding the right um, partner to, to help small businesses to stay up to speed with best practices, and, and then finally um, to start small, learn, and scale. If you look at that, a lot of small businesses are only at the beginning of their journey. There are some that are more advanced, but um, overall, um, it's all about the reduction of complexity and making the digital journey for small businesses as easy as possible. I don't know, uh, Todd, if you want to come in on any of that in terms of, uh, especially the, the, the retention of the talent, uh, I think is a big thing of skill shortages on a global uh, basis is a real issue. And uh, I think that term, the uh, the, the, the resignation is, is, is across the globe, not just in Ireland as well. So I don't know, Todd, have you uh, any thoughts on any of that? I mean, look, I think that as I was listening to Sven, I mean, the number one thing that was resonating with me is, wow, this is the exact same things large companies face, you know? the talent experience and, and retention, supply chain challenges that we're all seeing today, global disruption affecting our businesses. Um, and uh, and at the end of the day, finding ways to focus on our customers better um, by embracing digital transformation. We think about that all the time at Cisco. And I think Sven, um, Sven nailed it. I, but I think, by the way, like 90% of that is relevant for companies like Cisco as well. <laughs> Um, and I think it, it it says something like this type of these type of challenges are um, are the same across the board. When we look, when we look at digital transformation, um, we're focused at Cisco for providing that for small businesses um, just as much as large. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And Sven, the um, just focusing maybe on specifically data communications and security again. What are you, what are you hearing from your members around some of the challenges they're facing around those two things? When uh, the pandemic first hit, uh, we we looked at uh, how we can best help uh, small businesses in Ireland. We teamed up uh, with Skillnet Ireland, which is the state body that supports training and education. And we came up uh, with an initiative called Mentors Work. And uh, this initiative uh, does exactly what it says on the tin, give small businesses uh, a mentor and help them across their key challenges. And uh, one of um, the areas we helped them in was the whole digital space. And we developed this online skills assessment tool. And uh, some of the questions uh, were ranging around uh, data communications and security, understanding the implications of tech threats for the business uh, to ensure there's a cybersecurity framework in place. And surprise, surprise, uh, our members didn't, or the small businesses didn't score that well in this area. And uh, so we really believe that uh, there's a lack of awareness and uh, there is a need for training uh, going forward. Uh, But also there's uh, a lack of financial resources and a need for support for government. And also, and Todd has touched on this earlier, the perception the perception that most solutions uh, in the market are for bigger companies only. I think that's a great point. I, I, these solutions can be perceived as, as not built for small business, but at the same time on the vendor side, I mean, we do have to do a better job of making them simpler, more accessible and democratizing that technology. That is important. Um, well, Sven, here's your here's your um, your opportunity. We have, as I say, Todd head, uh, heads up um, one of the large parts of uh, Cisco's businesses, uh, the, the Secure Agile Networks. So, what what can the IT sector actually do more to help small business? 
I think it's again to 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 your point, the reduction of complexity and the introduction of simplicity. Um, so, so, so one of the things um, that we did with uh, the Cisco before Christmas um, was this um, webinar uh, on, on on digital. What does digital transformation mean, and uh, the various steps to that? So, so that's that's uh, an important point. So, in a, um, a grassroots awareness campaign, partnering up uh, with the right um, organizations across the globe that target small businesses that try to um, reduce the complexity in the language that you use, try to use a language that resonates with uh, owner managers. And those owner managers, they are um, the, the head of marketing in their business, they're the head of finance in their business, they're the head of HR in their business and the head of IT. But uh, sometimes this, this, as I uh, just mentioned, comes last. Then training is really important. And again, um, partnership with Cisco. Last weekend, we had a real-life event, a training event, our SFA Small Business Awards Masterclass. And you had two speakers from Cisco talking about the importance of cybersecurity and getting the networks right. So that was really good. Again, it's all about scaling and how can Cisco, uh, on a global scale, nearly support the training of smaller businesses by just giving good examples and using the right language. And last but not least, really support us uh, with initiatives like like Mentors Work, uh, where we bring state bodies together with organizations like that and then have real-life people that uh, could be used as a sounding board that have worked, have the experience, and, and support them uh, with data communications, agile networks, and everything that goes with it. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more on the language, absolutely. I think we were starting to run out of three-letter acronyms and having to move to four-letter acronyms now in the industry, you know. But um, absolutely couldn't agree more in terms of the language. Um, just before we wrap up, I'd, I'd re really like to come back to one more time to each of you. Uh, Sven, to you first. What, how do you see um, uh, the future for your members regarding uh, networks and their businesses uh, evolving? I think you guys are directly, exactly in the in the right market, right place, right time. Hopefully for the next thirty years, because for small business, the future is is going to be. Uh, hybrid and 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 remote and um, they need support with managing this remote uh, or hybrid uh, workforce uh, um, systems that uh, enable them um, to uh, have an easy start uh, or a better progression on their digital journey and uh, also help them with um, their migration to the cloud and working with various different systems together without having a large IT department. I mean, if you can get that message across, um, then, uh, well, you have a great future for the small business community. Great. Thanks, Sven. Um, and lastly, to yourself, Todd, uh, how do you see Secure Agile Networks evolving into the future? Uh, well, you know, I think I think Sven gave us the roadmap uh, right there. And um, it's incredibly important, especially in the way that we we look at uh, how we serve small businesses in, in Ireland and around the world. And we need to focus on radically simplifying this way this technology is accessed and used, operated and managed uh, in order to make the most powerful technology in the world from Cisco as simple as a light bulb switch and, and, and really deliver it that way so that small customers, uh, small businesses get that power that they need and can deliver what they need to their customers. Um, but at the same time, and, and Sven, I think, 
articulated well. We need to find ways to communicate and reach these customers and make sure they're aware of this technology and uh, aware of, of how it's used. And, and part of that is helping with uh, education, training, et cetera, that's needed. And uh, I think that all of those are areas that um, we'll be focusing on. And that I think Cisco has a lot to contribute in. So, um, yeah, Sven, I think you nailed it. Man. <laughs> Cheers. Well, that's it for our panel discussion today. Todd and Sven, thank you both so much for your insights and knowledge on secure agile networks and the challenges faced by small businesses in Ireland. You can find out how to keep up with both Todd's and Sven's work in our show notes. And while you're there, why not like and subscribe to the series too. As always at this point in the show, it's time for Technology Bites, where we'll be getting a deep dive into our topic from a technical perspective. Joining me today is Niall Lynch, who is the PSS for Enterprise Networks for Ireland and Scotland. Niall, thanks for joining us on the show here today. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and delve into the technology that Todd and myself discussed earlier on. Thanks a million, Tony. Good to be here. You're very welcome. First area I'd like to look at is how we've simplified the management and the deployment of networks today. Todd alluded to this earlier on, Niall, so maybe if you just take a few moments just to tell us what we're actually doing around that simplified management. Yeah, I mean, simplifying the deployment and the management networks, I, I guess, to be honest with you, Tony, together with security, it's, it's probably one of the most important aspects for the future of networking. And I wouldn't say that lightly. Um, and I say this simply because we know that manual and manual networks make it impossible, more or less, for IT organizations to cope. So if you think about it, for example, IoT and the thousands and thousands of new network devices and connections emerging every day. I think, you know, I've seen a stat recently, almost 30 billion new network or network devices are expected to connect to various different networks around the world by 2023. I mean, that's just incredible. Um, and also, if you consider distributed, the distributed nature of applications and workloads, many customers are adopting uh, fairly aggressive cloud strategies and having their applications dispersed across multiple public clouds and private clouds and data centers. And the users, of course, users and particularly post-pandemic, um, you know, the user base is highly distributed and users expect, you know, they expect an optimized, a fairly, a fairly uh, positive and secure connection experience to applications. And these applications can be anywhere they be, can, and they can be on any device and the users can be accessing them from any device and from anywhere and any time. They could be sitting on a bus. So um, it's, huge it's, it's a hugely challenging environment and to simplify the deployment and, net, and and the management of networks is going to be vital and you know cisco so cisco would invest you know probably more than the you know a lot of technology companies annual turnovers in r&d roughly around six billion dollars a year and a lot of this is targeted against the management and the deployment of the networks so if i broke it down to two areas um assurance and, and automation would come to mind if i started perhaps with automation um, so we've done a number of uh, things here. So the first one is to automate the actual deployment of the networks. So, you know, in the past where engineers would probably travel to site and use a command line interface, I'm sure a lot of people listening will remember this with, with absolute joy, no doubt. But, uh, you know, fairly, fairly demanding on skills and time and cost. Now new devices can enter the network and be automatically recognized by the rest of the network and, and then configure the course as per the policy of the organization. So this is huge. And we can also automate the process by which people actually attach to the network and the security, but very importantly, the security policy follows the user regardless of where they are connected 
So, you know, there's no reliance on knowing what the IP source IP address is or the port number that, that users are connecting to the network. The, the, the security policy travels with the user. So this increases security, no doubt, and um, it, it allows uh, for a consistent policy regardless of where the person is. Um, and I mentioned assurance. So if you think about it, assurance is typically, is my network doing what it's meant to do and how it's meant to do it? And you know, this relies heavily on full visibility across the entire network. So multiple, multiple domains. There's no point in having a strategy that only goes so far. You need multiple domain uh, strategy and having that visibility uh, to know how the network and connected devices and applications are operating. And of course, then so, 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 subsequently, sorry, what's the user experience? So I, I guess automation and, and assurance, uh, Tony, would certainly come to mind there in terms of what, we, what we're striving to, to, to do to simplify the deployment and management of the networks for sure. Great. Very interesting. Um, the next area, and you actually alluded to it already, is security. We had a whole podcast dedicated to end-to-end security uh, previously. And mm. well, what it would be great for us if you could just talk to us about how we've actually built security right into the fabric of the actual network. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. Tony, this is so important for customers. Uh, you know, security goes hand in glove really with networking. Um, and you've said it, being able to build security into the actual fabric of the network. Uh, and that's the key differentiation here. So what we've done is, um, is creating a network that can adapt itself to the devices and users that attach to the network. So, so let me just kind of elaborate a little on that. At the first level, uh, if you like, we can create virtual separated networks for different applications or services and devices on the network. So think about it in the past, um, you know, using command line to create multiple, multiple v- uh, VLANs. So this this does away with that requirement and it's policy based. So, you know, I mentioned the, the connected uh, devices to the to the network and the significant growth. So think about the complexity in a network it would be unmanageable. So. This stops straight away devices or applications seeing others that, you know, they simply don't need to. So that's the first thing. Also, in addition, we also make sure that we understand every device, user and service that enters the network right from the user on the LAN, across the WAN and and into the data center. And again, this, this is key, being able to have a security posture where, you know, for example, if I'm accessing the, the, the business network here at Cisco and I'm using my smartphone, how can the network know it really is a smartphone? How do they know it's my smartphone? How do you know, you know, how can they, how can the network, if you like, authenticate and authorize me and then account for my behavior on, on the network? So in a distributed environment that, that I mentioned from an applications and a user's perspective, this is absolutely vital. So I guess bottom line is we're bringing the intelligence from the security infrastructure into the network and able to automate the actions the network takes. So for example, automatically quarantining devices or removing them from the network altogether if that's required. So, yeah. Very good, very good. Like it's such a key topic for our customer security um, and it's only getting more and more important as we see more and more uh, pervasive attacks across networks. So, um, excellent. Um, Yeah. The the last area I'd like to focus in on, Niall, is um, how all this is relevant to small business. Um, Todd, Sven and myself discussed this area. I kind of joked with Todd saying that Secure Agile Networks wasn't relevant to uh, small business, was only really for the enterprise and the commercial customers. (laughs) And of course, he uh, refuted me. So maybe could you just tell us what we're specifically doing for uh, small uh, small to medium businesses? Yeah, yeah, I could imagine the response to that statement, Tony. I think that was fairly loaded. Um, 
Yeah, listen, if you, even if you look at the business demographic in Ireland, it is very much small to medium sized business, um, largely. And for me, technology with small business, in, in a strange way, um, the more you can take the technology responsibility away from the small business owner and, and leadership team or team uh, is, is key. So allowing the business to, to focus on its core activities and business priorities. And, and that's a, that's simply by let's say, the technology taking care of the network and the security infrastructure. So, I mean, one key part of our portfolio that will come to mind would be Meraki. And Meraki, of course, as you well know, is it's an enterprise class solution as well as SMB focused, depending on what part of the portfolio you, you chose to, to focus on. And by its very nature, it's cloud based, very simple, sorry, simplified and, and very intuitive dashboard. And uh, that in itself lends itself to ease of management and light touch. And I think that plays directly into in, into small business, small, medium-sized business. Um, so certainly, I think the Meraki portfolio and that cloud platform is uh, is certainly a key a key play for small business. I would suggest. Yeah. Thanks, Niall. Sounds like an area that will only continue to grow and evolve. That's a wrap on episode four of the Bridge. Make sure to subscribe now and be notified of new episodes. And if you've not heard it yet, why not go back and have a listen to episodes one, two, and three? We'll be back later on in the year with another great lineup for you.